1: Merry, oh, what what do we say uh, today? Uh, It's like we're right in between. Happy holidays, I guess, is still
0: appropriate. Merry, festive. Yeah, well, you know, if New Year's is considered a holiday, then it is. I remember when I was a kid, I would be like, the holidays start with Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Hanukkah and then Christmas and then New Year's and then Valentine's Day. That was the holiday. So, yeah, happy holidays is appropriate for another few months here. Oh According wow! So you're family. you're
1: stretching them all the way into February. That is uh, that says something. Hi. Uh, by the way, I don't think I had the chance to compliment you before uh, actual Christmas Day, but uh, I have. I think you did a fantastic job flocking your mustache. Is that stuff going to ever come out? Or is just, what do you have to do? It's just it looks it literally looks like uh, frozen icicles in the pole. I mean, it looks amazing. And so, you want, and you- it's back. And the fact that it, you have dangling ornaments from from it well, this year is that's uh, is the
0: spectacular. I mean, every day in December, I've had these dangling ornaments on. Yeah, you hadn't noticed until now, uh, but but I'm glad you're finally paying attention. I will say uh, this this uh, as as our guest has just popped in uh, the waiting room, so we can uh-huh. we can I, I'll save I'll save the my I get boogers in my mustache and they get frozen during the winter conversation for another time, and yeah. uh, and maybe we'll not a great our instead.
1: yeah, not not a great. <laughs> Great way to bring in a very high profile and a well-respected oh, what am I talking about? He's uh, he's he's a friend and a buddy, and uh uh there are so he's he anyway, we, we have to bring him in, and I can explain why uh he doesn't deserve any respectability because it is uh <laughs> but he it is uh highly acclaimed and award-winning uh film director, writer producer he's done it all this is a very good friend of mine by the name of uh, Peter Siegel Pete welcome to the bandwagon the Rams podcast thank,
0: thank you thank you
1: happy to be here uh yeah yes, and and have-
0: nice to meet you Pete I'm Kevin I mean we have yet to meet before it's a pleasure to meet and I like to see that your dog is in the background because even though there's a green screen here there are dogs <laughs> fighting in my background right now so I'm usually the guy with the dogs on the podcast it's nice to have somebody else join me
2: I'm hoping that she's not going to be moaning to
0: go outside
2: or for food, which is usually the four o'clock hour coming. <laughs> oh, okay. All right.
1: Well, as we record this, we uh, the clock is ticking, so we won't keep you too long. Uh, a little background on Pete for those of you who do not know him by name, which is shocking. Uh, but uh, uh, you do know his work because you have probably seen some of his movies. Uh, since we're talking football, I think one of the best ones to bring up right away is uh, The Longest Yard with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, which is uh, a great sports movie and obviously a Make of the Burt Reynolds classic, which also stars Burt Reynolds, by the way. Oh, coincidence. Uh, anger Management with uh, Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, as well as uh, one Larry Morgan playing uh, pool player. Uh, quite uh, what? Quite I don't beautiful. think I even knew that, Larry. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, that's a whole. I can't believe I haven't bragged about that before. No, uh, we're gonna
0: have to, that, that's what the whole podcast is going to be about moving forward from today on. <laughs> it's not about the Rams anymore. It's about Larry's pool debut. Uh-huh, no, but you were saying, go ahead. No, all
1: Pete will tell you is that uh, that I I almost screwed up an entire scene uh, when he put me in that spot. <laughs> um, famous, <laughs> famously, perhaps one of I I continue to see this on lists of people's favorite all-time movies. And it's and it's a reasonable thing to say because I think that for anyone who grew up with it and it's been passed along uh, generation to generation, uh, he will eat, he will dine out on this one for the rest of his life, Tommy Boy, with Chris oh. Farley and David Spade, a, a movie that Pete directed that is absolutely freaking beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most recently, uh, still in the sports realm, a uh, uh, series on stars, which uh, has uh, gone through two seasons and is excellent, called Heels, which is all about uh, the wrestling circuit, uh, uh, yeah, like a uh, small-town small wrestling circuit. And it's it's so good. This is Peter Siegel. He is on the Rams fan podcast because he is, by definition, a big-ass Rams fan. <laughs>
2: B-A-R-S. That is correct. That yes. is correct, 100%.
1: Since how long, Pete? When did you first start? Who got you into rooting for the Rams?
2: My dad started taking me to the Coliseum when it was Roman Gabriel, Jim Bertelson, Cullen Bryant, Lawrence McCutcheon, David Ray. I could keep going. Amazing. So uh, just the words Roman Gabriel immediately tell everyone how freaking old we are. But... (laughs) (laughs) That when, I go, be- when I go to SoFi now and I see everyone wearing jerseys and you start seeing, I literally saw uh, a Roman Gabriel jersey uh, last weekend when I went and I thought, I haven't seen that in a long time. You nice. So it's, it's an oldie. I actually played in high school against Robin Gabriel, uh, who was the opposing quarterback for our, our rival high school, Agura when I went to Calabasas. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so you, you, that's been
1: some time obviously, and have you stayed loyal throughout even the St. Louis years where you maybe not as engaged a fan, but were you still pulling for the Rams even through the whole Georgia frontier and, and all that kind of weird era that we had with them?
2: I did. I, I, but you're right. It was, uh, it felt a little unrequited, I still love them, but they left. And mm-hmm. so I was still rooting for them and I rooted on, you know, uh, their Super Bowl win. But when they came back a few years ago, uh, I literally cried. I mean, I am not <laughs> really? kidding. I'm not kidding. I cried. I was so excited. And to wow. this day, what I do not understand, and I'm saying this to all Ram fans, is why is it that in our own stadium, we still feel like the visitor? when san francisco comes down there are more red jerseys when the eagles come to town there are more green jerseys than there are blue or white i don't get it i think though a lot of people feel like me that it it was a little unrequited you know where were they when they broke our heart somewhere else but Mm -hmm. i have forgiven them and i am uh i am i am, am and have always been a huge fan
1: it's, it's a constant yeah. topic with Kevin and I on this podcast because it's wh- whether we, you see it live, which we haven't done, we're not great fans, uh, <laughs> or you see it on television flashes of, the, I believe, maybe the most recent game where uh, Arizona visited was the only one where it looked like we actually outnumbered Cardinals fans who are, who are not super enthused about their team yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. that's about the only one. It's really, yeah. really, yeah, really it's, rough.
2: It's, it's actually a little bit depressing, but uh, I think it'll come around. I thought, look, we built, you know, our fans the greatest stadium in the world, yeah. Uh, and in the first year that it was open, minus the pandemic, we brought home a Super Bowl. Wouldn't you think that would be enough to win everybody over? But no, we still have to have the guy scream, screaming, "Whose house?" yeah <laughs> you know, house. and it is a little annoying but uh i understand why you have to do it because we, we they need some inspiration
0: that is a that is a cheer that i will admit here on this podcast i am not the biggest fan of but because it's what we have i'm like yeah. all right i'll say it's right i it's like it's pretty yeah, obvious question it, of who's, um it, especially because it, we I, share I, the building technically <laughs> we do. It's,
2: it's, it's exactly with right. the Chargers. Yeah, ours on Monday through Thursday, and then yeah. it the Chargers Friday through whatever. Yeah. Yeah. we should yeah. chant
0: that instead when we're at whose house. It's, it's very it's complicated,
2: lo- though. It's not very rhythmic. <laughs> yeah, and
1: even <laughs> and even when it's our game, uh, it's it's our house, and a whole bunch of squatters from Cleveland. Squatters. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh. One I, that was going to be one of my questions, which is, uh, you know, how excited were you when uh the, the announcement was made that the Rams were coming back? Obviously, so you got very emotional about it. Um. And in addition to that, uh, you'll notice the title of this podcast is welcome to the bandwagon. Now, Kevin and I have both been very openly talking about the fact that the reason we started doing this podcast is because we, neither one of us really had an NFL affiliation uh, for even uh, Kevin, who is younger than you and I, and has been living here all his life. uh, We both took the opportunity for the return of the Rams to the place where we lived to say, you know what, we're going to be fans of this team. So, you know, first couple of seasons, a little rocky, you know, got in a Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl with with golf. you know, and then it ta- it's taken its 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 roller coaster ride. But Los Angeles very much has a reputation for being a bandwagon town that mm-hmm. when the team was in that championship year, that place was rocking. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and in the Coliseum for, uh, for a period of time, the Coliseum was just absolutely insane and packed. So I don't know, I don't know how we get people enthused. I don't know what you're going to do because you've got a couple of, you know, a few superstars on this team. You've got LA, you've got, uh, you know, celebrities, you've got, there's, there's, we don't have. How do we get Taylor Swift to fall in love with somebody? How do we <laughs> connect her with Puka Nakua? How do we get her uh, going out with Puka?
2: <laughs> it could happen. I mean, you know, I, I was at the Browns game and uh, with my son, and I told him, I said, you know, pretty soon you're not going to be able to see Aaron Donald play anymore uh, because eventually he he has to retire, even though he's still at the top of his game. And he is possibly the greatest to ever play. And what a privilege it is to see him, to see Stafford, who's destined to be a hall of famer, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't realize his stats, he's like a top five quarterback. I mean, his stats are unbelievable. And, you know, there's a lot of moaning about, ah, time to move on. He's old. It's like, no, he's still, he's still great. You know, we have some literal, literally some spectacular memorable hall of famers playing right now. And I just hope, you know, real fans appreciate it, you know, but, but not everyone, I think does.
0: Yeah, and I I love that you were explaining this to your son. I don't know how old he is, but that 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 is what gives me hope that sort of the next generation of Rams fans who have seen the Super Bowl win, who got to see these incredibly talented players, these future Hall of Famers, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. As you said, I think as that generation comes up more and more, and they start having the dollar bills to to go and and spend at the at the SoFi Stadium, uh, that's that's what'll start seeing the the growth of Rams fans. That's my that's my yeah. hope, anyways.
2: Yeah. Exactly. But um, I, I am in no in no way ready to toss out the old just to bring in something new and fresh. These, there's some spectacular talent still here. And, you know, Stafford is only thirty five. You know, we wow. forget, that. you know, because now yeah. Tom Brady has has pushed that. And, and uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers has pushed that. And I hope he comes back, mm-hmm. you know, and does a Kobe at least for one more year. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, he, there's still a lot of a lot of good years left.
1: I I agree, and I I think um, that we're witnessing, you know, a real solidifying of this lineup right now. A well-rounded team with Kyron Williams uh, in the running game and that sort of thing. It's it's exciting to see the the potential as we try and finish out this season really strong. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention, talking about, you know, witnessing this talent we've seen now, you being the Rams fan that you have been for quite some time, you have been witness to some amazing talent uh, guys like Jack Youngblood up through I mean there is a there's a rather momentous record that was broken that I believe you are an in-person witness to and yes. and it's and it's documented somewhere in, Oh, yeah, it, yeah in I mean, can you tell us can you tell us this it's sports illustrated that's it yeah. can you tell us where you were what, what what game did you see who did you see do it and where were you because it's kind of spectacular. I want you to paint the picture oh. for this because this is kind of phenomenal.
2: No, this, this actually happened when I graduated from USC. Uh, I went to work for a local CBS <laughs> and I was a production assistant uh, on a show called the John Robinson show. Uh, and we covered the Rams. We also happened to cover the Raiders, not under the auspices of the John Robinson show. And I was on the sideline with the crew. I, you know, was the the pack mule. I carried the sticks and videotape and fed them to the cameraman. And we were there for uh, Dickerson's game against the uh, Houston Oilers <laughs> where he was to break OJ Simpson's all time season rushing record. And there was a shot of him in Sports Illustrated, you know, diving across the line. And I am there. Cheering on, and it's, it's me and and Steve Krupnik, uh my buddy who I work for. We are the bookends to Eric Dickerson's flat-out dive body breaking the record. In that same game, uh, later uh, Dickerson was tackled into us. And we all went down in a pile, and and I got up and I'm like,
0: "Oh my gosh, we were just creamed by Eric Dickerson."
2: <laughs> And um, and everyone got up and brushing it off, and I was like so excited. But then I realized uh, the game had stopped, and I thought, "Well, this is a really long you know TV timeout." And I was looking around, going, "What is holding the game up?" And then I looked down, and I realized I was stepping on Dickerson's mouthpiece. <gasps> and he was famous for wearing every single pad. Like some people said, "Oh, come on, you need every." He said, Yeah, I do. And I'm going to break every freaking record. So don't make fun of me. And he had a big old, you know, mouth guard. And I was standing. There, so I called the ref over and I said, hey, 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 And I threw it back in just like that, <laughs> with a little girly giggle. And then it was like, clock in, game back on. So <laughs> cut two. That's half the story. Cut two. Uh, many years later, I became a, a film director and I'm literally gearing up for the longest yard. And uh, a football coordinator came in to, to audition and um, I told him the story. And uh, actually, he told me first he happened to be best friends with Eric Dickerson. And then I told him the story. And in the mail, I got a football autographed by Eric. That was a paragraph. It said, Dear Pete, I finally found the asshole who was standing on my mouth guard during <laughs> the most important game of my life. No way. Eric. It was a prized possession. Story's not over. So a couple years after that, my house gets robbed. And they stole the ball. No. And I, who's to who's going to enjoy that unless your name is Pete? <laughs> so uh, a couple years after that, one of my cousins is at an event that Eric Dickerson is signing. And he told him the story about, you know, I stand on his mouthpiece. He gave me the ball and the ball got stolen. He signs another ball for me. And he says... Dear Pete, don't have this one get stolen also. Love, Eric.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I have been it's chasing phenomenal. this man for years. It's
1: been haunting. Phenomenal. That's um, great. And we, you, know, we, you could have just pocketed the mouth guard and, uh, and, and sold it for, you know, I have Eric Dickerson's saliva on yes. the day. that um, That record, by the way in in this day and age where more games are being played and uh, athletes are you know excelling at so many different things that record still stands correct it since still 1984
2: stands. and as a matter of fact there's a great documentary on Barry Sanders right now i believe on Netflix and uh, it's like one of the top rated things uh, on Netflix and i remember that Barry Sanders i believe was the closest to come to breaking uh, Dickerson's record Mm -hmm. and he stopped shy. He was like within, if I'm not mistaken, I'm talking spitting distance, 20 yards or something. And he pulled himself out of the game. He, I, and and, and in this documentary, there were similar kinds of milestones in Barry's career that he could have broken records. And he decided, no, I don't need to, he could have gone on. And as we all know, it was not a Bo Jackson kind of thing. He was not injured. He just stopped. But uh, he was the closest. But Eric's record still stands to this day.
0: Wow. Do you think that had anything? I know you. Yeah, I'm wondering if that had anything to do with like a respect out of ED and not wanting to take his take his. uh, I don't know. You know, a
2: really cool guy. You know, I, I love any story where someone gets to call their own ending rather than having it be called for you because of an injury or something else. And uh, you know, it's it's a little sad, you know that that he stopped shy of so many records, you know, that he yeah. could have broken, but he just decided that was it.
1: Wow, yeah. Uh, you we promised we wouldn't keep you too long, Pete, but uh one thing I did want to ask you about, you have now, i mean i I remember early on when you had done a series of comedies and and you were always talking about how you really wanted to do a sports movie. and now, in a way, you've kind of done several projects that involve sports uh, football with longest yard boxing with grudge match larry morgan a snarky journalist number 2 um, and and uh and heels which uh, takes place in the world of wrestling and so you've worked actually with a number of athletes over over time uh, in, including uh i should mention oj simpson and naked gun 33 and a, wow. And a third. wow um do you have a great athlete story? Because athletes aren't always guaranteed to be great actors, but they're always, they got to be fun to have around. Do you have a great uh, directing an athlete story?
2: Well, when we were making The Longest Yard, uh, we had a, a few. Bill Romanowski, who's a good buddy, uh, hmm. who has four Super Bowl rings uh, two with Denver, uh, one with uh, San Francisco, right? Sa- yeah yeah. And, and one with the Eagles, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, considered one of, you know, the meanest players and uh, a little nuts, you know, on the field, but, but that's what it takes to be, you know, a linebacker like him. We had him in Longest Yard and he said, I'm either going to play a 16th season or I'm going to do your movie depending on if you hire me. And so, I, I hired him um, yeah. because I thought he was going to be great. And then I remember in one of the practices, um, the players, two players came over to me and said, uh, Pete, you, you got to pull Romo out. I said, what are you talking about? Why is goes. I think he thinks this is real and I think he wants to kill Sandler. And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, he's got that look in his eye. I think it's, he's mixing art and life or becoming one. And I think he wants to kill Sandler. So I went, okay, uh, Romo out, take a breather. <laughs>
1: That was interesting. <laughs> yeah let's uh, let's teach the funny boy actor what it's really like to do this yeah. by the way sandler pretty good arm on him that was pretty wild to watch him do that yeah. movie you you had some amazing athletes there uh, uh you know playing the prisoners and trying to make it look as close to real football as possible and it really does but sandler very much impressed me. I, I know he's always been known as a pretty good basketball player with the pickup games. He gets pretty intense about it. Yeah. And he was playing basketball with you guys. I know I watched him yeah. on the prison set. You guys had, I think it must be part of his contract to have a basketball <laughs> <Yeah. court.
2: laughs> no, he's uh, He actually won a punt, pass, and kick competition when he was a kid. Um hmm. He is a pretty good athlete, and I wanted to make sure we hired um, some NFL films uh, camera operators because it's very hard mm. to follow that spiral. You think it's pretty easy, but you know, yeah. regular movie operators aren't used to that, wow. and so and, and they would miss it. And you know, you don't want to miss it. if We got these guys, you know, uh, getting really tired doing it multiple times. So we had NFL photographers because I wanted to make sure that we got a few in the movie. You know, from Adam's hand with a close up of his face, following that ball all the way into Michael Irvin's hands Mm. and with no cuts. Just to say to people, because we knew there were going to be some snarky folks out there because, you know, uh, Burt Reynolds did play for I think it was Florida State. And, um, you know, and he was, you know, he was Burt Reynolds. And so any any, anybody other than that in this iconic role was going to get you know, some service. And so I said, okay, well, let me show you that this guy can really do it. And so I was very proud of, you know, what Adam accomplished.
0: That's amazing. You know, and I, I have to say just from a, from a personal perspective, I grew up on Adam Sandler. He's one of my all time favorite comedians, every movie he's ever done. I love. And so the fact that, that I'm speaking to a director of of two of his films is just blowing my mind right now. Yes, three, three. three of them, fifth, three of them. I, fifth, I, miss, I, my,
1: I my favorite oh, of the three dates. is 50 First Dates. Is, uh, yes. I still think that is the one of the most watchable movies of, of everything you've done. I love that freaking
0: thing. I really yeah. do. And, and yeah, and here's what I'll say is despite all of that, my uh, immense fandom of your movies, when I ask you for your autograph, it is going to be of the Sports Illustrated with you in the background <laughs> raising the roof for Eric Dickerson. That's what I want the autograph on. <laughs> Done. Done.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is uh, the Pete is the tall blur in the background of, the, of, of that photograph. Uh, and one of the things I did not mention was the uh, extremely popular film My Spy, which unfortunately got caught in the COVID release, but became maybe I think it was the number two streaming movie of the year that year on Amazon wow. Prime yeah. Video. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was
2: actually it was actually number three behind Hamilton and Borat. <laughs>
0: that was us. <laughs> that, that's pretty good company to be in, that, right there. That's, that's amazing, company,
1: really. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned that because he is currently in the process of wrapping up, uh, or, or I mean, it's going to be a while, but post production on uh, My Spy Two, which I think uh, we're all going to look forward to, the really fun family film.
0: And uh, who's in that
1: one, Lair? Oh, you that know one? what? the uh, uh, very first voice you hear in the whole dang movie is uh, is that Larry Morgan fella. He keeps. Oh, that's right. Up. I forgot. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to plug the movie but they did pay me for that voiceover today. So I I thought I really wanted to make sure this strike thing was really over. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for the
2: <laughs> gift. Uh, Pete, keep is, uh your, your SAG health insurance
0: up. That's, that's <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> what a guy, what a guy. You
1: it? Yeah. He toss, he throws me a bone every three years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pete, uh, I love you, man. Uh, you are, uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, I I I love you, but I admire you. I, I enjoy the work you do. And I, uh, I'm hoping that we see more heels for one, uh, me because too. it's, it's excellent. And, I uh, can't wait for my spy Two. uh, uh, I will probably watch it past the first 30 seconds and, and
2: enjoy the whole thing.
1: That's all and, you need.
2: It pretty much tells the whole story in that first 30 seconds.
1: I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it is kind of downhill from there, but <laughs> you can stick with it. It's, it's got a good cast. Um, and uh, go Rams go. Thank you so much for coming on and talking. This has been delightful. Uh, I think I even yeah. heard stories I haven't heard before, which is shocking to me. So this is, this is very cool.
2: Thanks guys.
0: Appreciate it. yeah thank you Pete nice to meet you take care what a guy well, there you go yeah what a guy I had no idea first of all that you were such a movie star Larry Morgan <laughs> actually not even first of all that's all movie star Larry Morgan you've been holding out on us this, this whole time yeah yeah I
1: I mean not many people saw it and uh I don't uh, you know De Niro and Stallone in and Kevin Hart in Grudge match but that is my biggest role oh, yeah. and I and I do. I'm in the trailer for that one. So even if you don't want no. to watch that movie, which I think is really fun, um, but I can say that I got to act opposite freaking Sylvester Stallone and Robert I'm De Niro. Amazing. I am. I am uh, two degrees away from Kevin Bacon. So There's,
0: that hey, that's that four up, degrees less than most people. That's very that impressive. My game, yeah.
1: So that dude. That, man. Uh, yeah. And he's worked on so many uh, fun things, and uh, and I really I, I I do highly. I don't know how many people even have stars and even know where <laughs> what that is. So if you have the chance, if you have an interest in all, watch the uh, series Heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good and uh, and really fun and so well done. And uh, critics have loved it. Uh, it's just it's it's you know on one of the third-tier cable outlets and hoping hoping it gets uh, picked up by one of the other streamers as time yeah. goes on. So, yeah, I yeah. highly recommend that.
0: Great. I mean, yeah, we're we're happy to have it on and, and promote it and and I'll just say for as a, you know, it's super cool to hear him as a Rams fan come on and talk about being a Rams fan not only before they left LA in 94 but but sort of, you know, sticking with them even if it was from afar during St. Louis, you know that that's always sort of my favorite Ram fan to run into because I just sort of expect that most Rams fans I meet are sort of like us. They just sort of joined on in in recent years. But when I meet someone who's been there from more or less the beginning, I'm like, "You are the you are what's keeping this thing going, So I loved hearing that from yeah. him.
1: Anybody who can say that they were a Rams fan and got to watch Roman Gabriel play, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and and what shocking is he, it doesn't look like it, but Pete is 79 years old. That's insane. Is that true? Uh,
0: no way. Yeah. I was, you were, you. I was. I'm going to punch you. I was like, no, because at first I was like, that's a joke, and then, and then you went, oh my god,
1: see how good an actor I am. that's why he keeps putting me in his movie.
0: This is why he does not look anywhere close to 79. Just for the record, we
1: are we are basically this. I'm younger than him, and he looks so much better than I do. But that's a different story. That's not why we're here. So My Spy 2 uh, should be coming out sometime next year. And uh, yes, a a dyed-in-the-wool Rams fan, a good dude, and uh, made some beloved movies, which is very cool. So I'm happy to call him a friend. And uh, that was really, really fun. So there you go. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody! Uh, there, there was a little gift for you. The the Eric Dickerson mouthguards story alone. That was, look, was in, Larry.
0: We've had, we've had we've uh, had we've had dogs on this pack. Podcast. We've had professional mariachi band players. We've had nudists who are Rams fans. I have never heard a story as good as that one right now. Yeah, that yeah. that just that just blew any other story out of the way. No disrespect to those guests. That was just an amazing story. Uh, the, <laughs> it just kept going in the be, in the best way possible. The mouth guard. Yeah. The by the way, you I have a you feeling it's like, not done.
1: There's something I, it's else. still
0: There's ongoing. Gonna, That's a thing. Yeah,
1: earthquake is going to swallow up that next ball, and and Dickerson's going to be like. You're you're selling these, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> you're doing this on purpose. Exactly. Well, All right, uh, folks. Well, look, uh, we're going to be back again. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm so discombobulated by the holidays. Yeah. Uh, are we back again Will after? We-
0: I think after the new year is what we're aiming for. Yeah, I think I think we'll be back in 2024 officially. And oh. uh, yeah, it's we're in that we're in this weird week where like the day like I don't know what day it is I like, to keep track of the days of the week. But yeah, I do believe we'll be we will be back in 2024 regardless if we're right on our calendar. <laughs> but
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. whenever the next game is, which should be this <laughs> Sunday, uh, yes. uh, if, if I'm going to have to get it straight here, but we will be back with a post game episode and continue as we head into the. The end of the season. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh this is a very special holiday edition of Welcome to the Bandwagon. Uh you can find us on the Odyssey app where you can listen for free as well as anywhere you get your podcast. If you are a big Rams fan, we are big fans of you and
0: thank you so much for being here on the Bandwagon. And you'll get the snot mustache uh, story next episode. That's a, That didn't mean to leave you on a cliffhanger want, there. We don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> you, you've completely negated everything we just
1: did uh, just by doing that. Why?
0: Making it all about Kevin. Welcome to the bandwagon.